I was super close to being zero, like in my savings and being kicked out of my apartment. During the pandemic, Code Miko was laid off from her job as an animator. She saw a chance to share and create her own work, took more than $20,000 in debt to build a VTuber avatar, but it worked and she started to go viral. Now she's also founder and CEO of her own company, Mikoverse, where she's raised six, seven figures in money to help other streamers do what she did and follow their dream. I always kind of had this dream of creating an avatar, like a huge dream of not just Kumiko, but creating, you know, V2, like virtual world, being able to express yourself outside of who you are right now. Um, it's like an extension of myself. My name's Eric. I'm co-founder of Carrot. We help creators with their finances. And join us today for 36 questions to fall in love with Code Miko. I'm here today with Code Miko, top VTuber and Twitch streamer. You might have seen her blow up in the past few years with her avatar, where Miko puts in an entire motion capture suit to portray her avatar's movements. She's one of my favorite streamers because not only does she have extreme technological knowledge to make this setup work, but also just, she's so funny and the interactions she has with her viewers and her guests are really what keep me coming back. Miko, does that sound about right? You make me blush, Eric. You know what, I realized you're there's too, actually- You're too kind to me. One you're, other thing I didn't mention. Yeah. Miko is also founder and CEO of Mikoverse, a venture-backed startup that's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars that is building the tools for others to do what you did. That's true, yes. You, you are, you're like an ultimate hype man. It's <laughs> really easy when you've done things like that. You're, make, you're making me feel shy now. Oh no, <laughs> well, okay. The first thing I'm gonna ask yes, is, yes. your rise in 2021, 20, End of 2020. End of 2020. End of 2020. End of 2020. No, end of 2020. End of December. Ugh. End of 2020. Gosh, December 2020. December 20. Yeah. December 2020. <laughs> I think, Mika, what really astounded me is like, yeah. you seem to have come out of nowhere. I know. Most streamers Literally. on Twitch, they already know everybody, mm -hmm. but you were doing something that nobody else had quite done before. And mm -hmm. I remember you telling me that you had gone into debt and had been laid off mm -hmm. from your job during the pandemic before making this happen. Yeah, it was during like the pandemic uh, where, you know, everybody was in lockdown. And uh, also I, I I kind of had this vision of like creating uh, my own live show on Twitch that involved, you know, I didn't even know what like VTubers were called VTubers back then. Um, I just wanted like a game character or a digital human to be able to interact with chat, like kind of like an arcade and have like a live interactive experience on Twitch. And uh, when, you know, I got laid off, basically I could, it was like two choices, find another job or try this out. And, um, I think uh, there you have to kind of have a little bit level of insanity to, I feel like, to go anywhere. I think, you know, you got to kind of do things that normal people probably would think it's a little crazy. Um, and that's when I decided to, you know, go 
all in on it and I didn't give myself a plan B um, just because I thought that would make me not give everything into it. Uh, and somehow I, I made it. Somehow I made it work. And yeah. I love your point on you have to be a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was funny when I was making all of Kumiko, uh, a lot of my friends were like, I, I told them my idea. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And a lot of them kind of looked at me strange and also, you know, asked me if I needed a job. Um, oh, no. Yeah, you know, asked me. They were they were like, uh, you know, they, they had a lot of doubts and kind of like, what is this she's doing, you know? Uh, so, yeah, you just, you kind of have to be a little bit out of the norm, I think, to go do something that's out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah. It's remarkable. What inspired that decision? Did you always want to have like a show? So I always wanted to, ever since I saw, I think, God, I think it was the Matrix or was it even before that? Um, I think it might have been when I started playing The Sims. Uh, but like I, I always wanted to, I always just thought the concept of like living inside a digital world was really cool since I was a kid. And when I watched The Matrix, I was like, that's so cool, you know? Uh, and then Ready Player One and all those concepts are like super, super like, they intrigued me a lot. And I thought that it 100% has to happen in the future. And um, I actually wrote like a little, when I was like younger, I wrote like a little story about a woman who uh, decides to create like her own metaverse um, and created her own characters and stuff like that. And um, so I, I always kind of had this dream of creating an avatar that lived in the digital space since I was younger. And when I created Komiko, I actually had a, you know, huge, <laughs> like, like a huge dream of not just Komiko, but creating other, you know, avatars and having them live in a, you know, V2, like virtual world. And um, first step was Komiko. And then the second step naturally became, you know, Mikoverse, which is basically that concept of, you know, multiple avatars living in the same world. And um, so it just naturally kind of, my, my career kind of naturally progressed into doing what I wanted to do as a child. <laughs> Basically, I love that because in a way what you want to do as a child, that's like the most genuine version of you mm -hmm. before yeah. the rest of the world comes in with, hey, Miko, you should do this or your parents saying you got to go do that. Yeah. It's just yeah. as a kid, you're just like, what do I want to do? And yeah, you wanted literally to make something like the Matrix. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And it's I feel like what I'm doing now is like on the road to eventually hopefully get there. I think. The concept of an avatar, so when I was young, I used to play a lot of like RuneScape mm -hmm. and like Neopets. Yeah. And I liked it because of, hey, I can be sitting at home and like life sucks, but here in RuneScape, like nobody can tell. Yeah. I got to make my own character. I got to customize yeah. it. Yeah. I love the creative process of creating your own identity, of, you know, and being able to express yourself outside of who you are right now. Um, 
it's like an extension of myself. And I think with Kumiko, she's an extension of the silly, crazy side of myself that I don't feel comfortable expressing in real life because it's just too whack, right? I mean, I express it a little bit when I'm drunk, but like, you know, outside of that, um, it's it's cool how to have like an alter ego that you can kind of put all of your creative personalities into. Yeah, it's still mm-hmm. you, but it's different. Yeah, it's still me, but it's like I don't feel the bounds of society telling me I need to be polite or I need to be, you know, uh, a certain way, a certain way to present myself, you know? Uh, what was life like before Code Miko? Like, how did you get to express that side of yourself or maybe you didn't? Um, I had, I, I mean, I think, I, I think life before I felt a little meaningless and that was the one thing that I, uh, really didn't enjoy about having like a nine to five was I felt like I was giving, you know, a thousand percent of myself for someone else's dream. And I've always kind of felt like I was just like a cog in the wheel and no one really cared about me as a person or just, I, I just feel like a tool. Right. Um, and it made me feel purposeless. And I felt like, um, I felt like I had, a lot to a lot more to give and um also i i i had you know i've always wanted to make certain dreams of myself come true so i decided to why not <laughs> you know take 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 a chance of at it so you know um i would say before komiko i was kind of like uh, a little lost i would say yeah. Do you feel lost now? No. Nope. Which is great. <laughs> that I. So during the pandemic, you were an animator. You were laid off. Mm-hmm. I remember. So before Carrot, my most recent job, I was actually fired. Mm, that's tough. And I think. So I had been working on Instagram for years. Yeah. I liked it. But I also, similarly to you, really want to do something of my own. Yeah. I quit, but I didn't know what to do. And I spent a couple of months, like, panicking, trying everything. And eventually, I was like, oh, my God, like, I just have to get a job. Mm. And that next job I got, I was so not interested and invested in it. Yeah. I just knew it wasn't right. After a couple of months, I wasn't even coming in much. They fired me. And yeah. I remember walking out, and I actually felt a sense of relief. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the universe telling me, hey, I got to give this a shot because yeah. if not, I'm going to slowly die from a thousand cuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I, thinking about your point on you have to be a little bit off, I think that's like a really good one and mm-hmm. it's one I think about a lot because in a way, when you care a lot about something and you yeah. really want to go and build it and make it new, it's like, why do you care so much? And there's probably something from our past yeah, that yeah. We're missing out on that drives yeah. us and motivates us so much. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we balance that deep, unfilled, unfulfilled <laughs> desire? Yeah. While using it, harnessing it to be yeah. creative, but not letting it overwhelm. Yeah. No, uh, that's a great that's a great question. Because uh, for for a while I was a workaholic, still a workaholic, but I, I was <laughs> I was a workaholic for like the wrong reasons. 
Um, I used work as a distraction for a lot of things that I, for a lot of my low self-esteem issues, you know, feeling low self-worth, feeling like I had no value, etc. And um, I always thought like, I, would, I was basically working hard with, with this belief of like, oh, if I'm successful, you know, finally I'll have some self-worth, you know, um, which isn't the, the healthiest mindset. But that was what previously in the past drove me to be a workaholic. Um, nowadays, actually very, very, very recently, I've, I went through some really tough times. Um, and when you, when you go, like, when you really hit those tough times, sometimes it's actually a blessing uh, because it's basically gives you a wake-up call of, you really got to fix your mental health because mental health is so important. And I've decided to really go head on to fix my mental health. I, I got a psychiatrist, I got a therapist, I got, you know, friends and family just surrounded. And I, you know, I tried eating right. I went to um, exercise. I, I got a personal trainer, like everything that I could do to make my mind healthier and feel better and it's been working. I've actually been uh, productive with more by by feeling more inspired, uh, rather than feeling like I need to fill up an empty hole. I feel like from the day we met, yeah, I felt really connected to you because mm -hmm. I could tell you're somebody with so much creative energy coming mm -hmm. from a place of need and want, yeah who at the same time was figuring out how to ensure that it didn't destroy you and stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've gone through a lot of that myself yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I, every few years, have basically a mini existential crisis <laughs> where everything turns to Yes. But it's kind of like you said, it's exactly during mm -hmm. those times when I'm like, ooh, like, I really got to change. Yeah. It's, because I'm miserable. Honestly, it's it's like suffering is like an opportunity in disguise, you know? Yeah. And um, the times that were the hardest was when I reached the furthest and went the furthest, like when I, during the pandemic, um, that's when Comigo was born. Uh, and, you know, even previous to that, before... Before that, I had like, uh, you know, I was this, I was super close to being zero, like in my savings and being kicked out of my apartment. This was like years ago, before Kumiko, before my previous job, before everything. But like that led me to basically uh, do things I feared to do because I had to, you know. It's it's interesting when you're when you hit when you hit like that bottom point because you're feeling so bad. It's like. Your fears are not as, you know, it's not as, it doesn't seem as fear, like as, as crazy or fearful anymore because you're already, you're already in that bottom state, right? You're already, you're already there. So what can anything do to you? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you cannot kill that, which is already dead. Right. So you become kind of fearless and then you just go head on and you grow, you grow a lot from it. Before so. starting Code Miko, what were you most afraid of? Mm, 
I think I was just afraid of like not having a point. <laughs> I, I, I think not having a purpose really made me depressed. Mm. Yeah. And I, you know, people say put purpose in the work that you're doing, you know, find purpose in it. And I think that's a great message, but I just couldn't figure it out. I had to get out of the whole nine to find five thing. And I had to go and, you know, or at least try. Have that, try at least once, you know, because I feel like if I never tried, I would regret it. Mm. Yeah. You know, the biggest progress points in human history mm -hmm. are when at least one of these two things changes. Number one, there's technological change. Mm -hmm. Or number two, there's cultural change. Yeah. And when I look at what you did, you hit both. Did I? <laughs> Nobody had to the same degree you had. Like people had been doing VTubing mm -hmm. with avatars, but you created the infrastructure you created for your character. That was such a degree of technical expertise a normal person wouldn't have been able to do. And I think you were just like showing to the world, like this is practical, this can be done. Like I can actually stream with this intensively modeled character. Mm -hmm. But the creative part is actually more important because there are other people in this world that have, could have created yeah. a yeah. character like that. But you were funny. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I have really bad imposter syndrome. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, you were... I remember the first clip I ever saw of it. I mentioned this to you was mm -hmm. you in the nun outfit. Oh yeah, that one with video game Dunkey. Yeah, and I've been watching Dunkey for years, and I was like, "Who is she?" Like, <laughs> right? It's the initial novelty that brings you in. Of course, is yeah. Dunkey's talking with like a computer-generated nun avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I remember you like threw your leg up yeah. on the desk yeah. and started. You know, implying there are things that you could do together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, is this like pre rendered? Was this like <laughs> written by a script? And then I realized you were doing it live. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> now there's more and more people. It's so funny. After you blew up, mm -hmm. it was around the same time that everyone started to think about the metaverse. Yeah, and yeah. Mark Zuckerberg has spent billions of dollars on it and people have made fun of it so many times. Yeah. And I think of you as much closer to the metaverse than Mark Zuckerberg is. It's like, why do we even care about the metaverse? It goes back to what you very initially said. Like as humans, like we're creative. We want to be able to express ourselves. But sometimes like I'm really scared and I don't like how I look or how I feel. Mm -hmm. And that's why I loved RuneScape and Neopets. Yeah. It's like a way for me to express myself differently, to have, as you said, an alter ego. Yeah. And now you've built a way to make that more real than ever before. Like, that'd be so cool. I'm not a streamer, mm -hmm. but if someone came to me, they're like, you could push a button and here's your character and you mm -hmm. can just go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's actually one thing that, I mean, I did V2. I mean, I am a VTuber, so I know this for myself, but. You know, I didn't realize how important, to the extent of how important self-expression is to VTubers and to avatars, that it actually proceed, it actually supersedes um, even monetization uh, or, you know, making more money, et cetera. Like, they want to be able to express themselves 
fully the way they want to do it. And um, I think that's where a lot of like metaverse type applications kind of miss the mark because they're thinking more of like of like a like soulless it feels a bit soulless and the reason why i feel soulless is because you've taken out a lot of that individual creativity like for people to be creative and kind of replaced it with very generic or very same looking characters or avatars and before before you i kind of see how you know metaverse like the metaverse app like Zuckerberg, I, I can kind of see how he kind of mapped it out, where he started off with very simple characters and a very simple environment and like a social space, but no one can identify themselves as those blank avatars, right? Yeah. Um, there's just no story or no sense of identity behind it, and I think that's one of the tricky things that's metaverse is you can't see yourself in it i love that because it's like we come into this earth mm -hmm. and it's a roll of the dice yeah. like i at least upon birth i don't know who i am mm -hmm. or what i look like mm -hmm. but you're making and building a way where people actually can have that mm -hmm. expression and yeah. to your point the metaverse doesn't matter because it's the metaverse the metaverse just happens to be the way through which people can now have more creative control over yeah. how they express themselves to yeah. other people. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, like, also in the future, I don't think that there's going to be just one giant metaverse. I actually think there's going to be lots of different pockets of metaverses that cater to different, um, you know, people, basically. Uh, and so I don't think there's, there's just, I, I don't see like an overarching metaverse app. You have a mission now. Mm -hmm. That's what you said you were afraid of not having before, not having a point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you have a point. something mm -hmm. that if you accomplish, changes everyone's lives. What My are imposter syndrome. <laughs> my, my imposter syndrome. Think, I, I, Actually, I, Miko, I really get that. Yeah. It's much easier for me to appreciate others than it is to appreciate myself. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have, I have issues with this. I need to, I'm working on it. It's okay. And yeah. in some ways it's precisely because I can appreciate you. Otherwise I would also feel if you're like Eric, you're like, I'd be like, I don't deserve that. That's yeah. not me. Um, so I, I really get it. I think of it as like, you know, like when we're kids, right? Yeah. Like we're not really in control that everything that happens to mm -hmm. us yeah we're literally kids yeah. and those early moments of interaction there's always a choice hey yeah. is someone validating you or is someone making you feel yeah and say you feel you're a kid the people around you they're your entire world and it's like a choice like is the world just a mean and bad yeah. place or is there just something wrong with me yeah yeah because you don't realize as a kid as a baby actually these people they're just a small part of this world and there's many yeah. other people and many other things in it they're going to treat me much better in those early days you're like well either the world is terrible or i'm terrible like on yeah. an unconscious level and like both of those choices are really not yeah. great places yeah, to yeah. mentally yeah. end up you either hate the world or you don't feel good about yourself yeah 
Yeah. So I went through that choice. Yeah. And I think I, I've still internalized a lot of the like, it doesn't matter how many things I do or how many friends yeah. I have because at the end of the day, I'm still just me. Yeah. So I get True, it. True, yeah. It's a battle. It's a struggle. But wow. What, what about for when you, were, when you were designing Code Miko in the first place? You said it's like an extension of you. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? Um, it was like, I just kind of wanted to create like a game character that had like this arcade interactions with chat where, you know, they can affect her environment and they can, you know, do some crazy stuff to her and she can react in real time. I always imagined it'd be funny because I played a lot of Sims, right? I thought it'd be very funny if, you know, I created like a character slider thing where people can, you know, change what the sim looks like, right? Um, and like, how would the sim react, you know, to yeah. people like changing their noses or, you know, making their ears bigger? And I thought, you know, that concept was really funny. And so um, all these other like funny concepts is just, miniature games and like if game characters were alive like the things that they would say um that kind of like stuff really like drove me to create the initial blueprints of kumiko in terms of like personality um i've always been kind of wacky and i've just like my sense of humor. i mean not everyone agrees with my sense of humor which is Totally fine. Um, I think you're funny. But I like my sense of yeah, humor. You got a so silly, goofy mood. Right. Yeah. So, like, I uh, I just express myself that way um, through Kumiko by being wacky. So, but honestly, it it comes and goes. Like, my, the, my humor or, like, if I find myself funny. Yeah. Or, like, that comes and goes also. It's all dependent on, like, my mental health. And so... Yeah. When I was starting Comigo, my mental health was actually in a good place. Um, and so I, I had lots of like, I felt like it was much, I, I was much more expressive, like much more um, funny <laughs> per se. And then, you know, when my mental health kind of went down, that's when I, real, when I noticed that I, I'm just not as confident anymore. I can't make jokes the same anymore. I'm not as funny anymore. At, like all this stuff and then you know that's when you know everything finally came to together and i was like mental health is literally the foundation for everything if i'm not performing well it's because i'm not feeling good inside and so i gotta take care of that i love that yeah. it's not hey i'm cool and great because i made this really cool thing and i'm funny it's more inherently i just am and when i'm feeling it that is reflected through what I can do. Yeah. And if I'm not feeling it, then yeah. Yeah, and I think this is for ev anyone, honestly. Like, people can't perform their best if they're feeling like yeah. you know? And honestly, I didn't know how depressed I was until I got out of it because I've been depressed my whole life. Yeah. Uh, there's been levels and stages of depression, right? But I've always been kind of depressed my entire life. It would it would go down a lot sometimes, and then I would go back up, but I was still not happy. 
And then it was only when I finally got, you know, that's when I put mental health first, that, and I came out of it, I realized, wow, I was, I've been, this is what, this is You're what. Like, hey, my baseline was not normal. Yeah, no, it was not normal. And it just made me realize how important mental health is and how it's so important for me to have a routine where I take care of myself, eat well, exercise. I took all that for granted before. I thought, oh, no, I don't need any of that. But it makes like a, such a big difference. Yeah. I get that. When I started to do outpatient therapy in yeah. 2019, so I quit mm -hmm. Instagram. And like I said, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. So I started like a month of therapy at a hospital in El Camino. When I went there initially, I was like, I don't need this. This is dumb. Yeah. Like the people here, they're not like me. Mm -hmm. I'll try this out, but it's not for me. And yeah. after a week, I was like, okay, this is for me. <laughs> because everyone I met there, I listened to the way that they thought about the world and themselves and be like, oh, like that's how I think. Mm -hmm. And in a weird way, that helped me realize, oh, but if we're all here, that's not how other people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'd always had like little moments of this. Like, I'm very close with my co-founder. And there would be sometimes moments where I'd experience things one way and he experienced them another way. And I think over time, I slowly realized like, okay, the way I'm experiencing things is very different. Yeah. And it's not even like necessarily good or bad. I truly think that the fact that we feel so much, mm -hmm. it does help prompt those sparks of creativity. Yeah. Like it helps us build that connection, that empathy for others mm -hmm. similar to us. But as we both know, it's a lot to walk around the world with like raw, exposed yeah. all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's that's why you got to, that's why it's even more important to make sure that you, your head is such an important piece yeah. of your body. Like people, I think people take mental health, for, they put in the back burner, you know, they... Um, but it's, it is like a foundation for everything. The whole reason actually why I want to do this pod with you mm -hmm. is because I found one thing that's very helpful for my mental health is getting to know people that I think are really cool, who I understand, who understand me a little bit better. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually, I have the same type of goal too, because I want, I, people inspire me. Like you inspire me a lot. And I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that lift you yeah, up. Push you to be better. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to play a game. Okay. How familiar are you with 36 questions to fall in love? I don't know this game. So yeah. the New York Times wrote a study. Okay. They took randomly selected pairs of people. Okay. And they had them go through questions designed, one, around vulnerability. Hey, I'm going to share something real about me. Yeah. And two, reciprocity. Please share something back. Please don't sh Oh, yeah. And at the end of this, many of these pairs of people became good friends. Miko, one pair even ended up dating each other and getting married. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. It's powerful. So, is this the way to find a Eric is single? So, is this, is this your way Eric, to find Eric is single? <laughs> <laughs> but think of it this way. Okay, okay. This is what I like to do yeah. because it just deepens all sorts of relationships, not just romantic, yeah. but also yeah. friendships. Very true. Very true. Are you ready? Yeah. I should play with, play with my co-founders. Yeah. Yeah. I've done this. Will and I actually 
when we were looking for a third yeah. co-founder for Carrot, which we eventually realized we wouldn't find one, but oh, we wow. literally played him. His job interview yeah. was the two of us being like, let's play this game together. Oh, th- <laughs> I love that. It was actually really That's good vibes. Great. He ended yeah. up having to move to the UK, so it didn't uh, work out. But like, yeah. we felt like we understood each other. And like, I think that's the most important thing for the people in your life. Yeah. Do you understand each other? Yeah. Yeah. So the True. way this is going to work is I'm going to count from three to one. After I okay. count down from one, we're going to make eye contact with each other. Okay. That's how it starts. And okay. the first person to look away or blink, they're going to pull the first question. There's three levels. Okay. So we're going to start with level one. So we have to stare at each other until we blink. Or one person just chooses to look away. And okay. then the first person to look away or blink. They take a question from level one. We'll do a couple. Then we'll go to two. And then we'll go to three. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. You know, I have really dry eyes. Oh, so I think me, you're going to. Me too. You're going to beat me at this. All right. Okay. Three. Two. One. Go. I have really dry eyes. Oh, you have drier eyes. I do have really dry eyes. <laughs> okay. Level one. Okay. Perception assessment. Do you, I do I remind you of anyone? Do do I? So do I'm asking you. Do oh, I? Okay. Do I remind yeah. you of anyone? Um. Hmm. Not a specific person, but a person I would like to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you. As I said, you inspire me, Eric. You're very inspiring. See, now I'm feeling the imposter syndrome. <laughs> uh, what a, did you just hear what Miko said? What a casual question. She drops this. <laughs> no, Ooh. seriously. Um, you've taught me, I've, I'm a like brand new co-founder, founder, you know, uh, brand new to managing my own startup and everything. And I remember the first time I met you, our dinner conversation, just that conversation opened my eyes is so much than I've learned in the past like six months. And so, yeah, you were incredibly inspiring. And, you know, you win, you remind me of someone I would like to be. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all the feelings. <laughs> um, wow, that's very meaningful. Okay. And I'm going to hold on to that for a while. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Let's just like record that snippet of memory. So yeah. I can play back. I mean... Yeah, it's helpful because, Miko, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you see yourself? Oh, man. At the, man, it's, I see a person with a lot of potential, um, but she's on the journey to unlock those potentials. I like that. Yeah. I see you as this creative force of nature. <laughs> Thanks. I'm serious. Yeah, thank you. And I say that because I think sometimes it's easier for ourselves to mm-hmm. learn about. It's easier for me to learn about me and you to learn about you by hearing what others think about us. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's how I see you. You always made me feel, you've always, uh, you're the enemy to my imposter syndrome. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna beat the shit yeah, out of that yeah. imposter syndrome. <laughs> Screw you, past Miko. Yeah. How 
dare you <laughs> hold back her creative potential? <laughs> well, it's me now, too. No, it's a different part of you. Okay, fine, 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 fine. No, I mean, fine, you're okay, too, I guess. Be fine. <laughs> so it's a work in progress. It's a journey. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, you talked about with yeah. Nico. She's like your alter ego. Yeah. I like that because in a way, like even just interacting with the world, I sometimes feel like I'm acting through mm -hmm. like a different side of perspective of myself, right? Yeah. And I used to think that like, okay, by default, if I'm interacting with somebody, that's not like my true self. Yeah. Because I'm already a little anxious, like, well, they think about me. Like, yeah. let me put on a little bit of a persona. But, like, me by myself, just alone at 2 in the morning, that's my real self. And as time's gone on, I'm like, no, like, they're all me. It's just, like, I am a dynamic person yeah. who, like, changes depending on the environment I'm exactly, in and the people yeah. around. So it's not like the true me is the one sitting there completely alone. Yeah. They're all real. And yeah. then if that's true, then I'd rather be the me that I'm having a good time with, which is yeah. usually around other people. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, I relate to that. Because there's definitely a different, a lot of different facets of myself. And, you know, they're all you. And what do you choose to spend the most time, right, being? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Do we pick another one? Yeah. Okay, this time you choose a level okay. one. Do you mind moving the Let's microphone a little bit closer yeah. to you, by the way? Do I do I choose one or two? Take level one. Take level one. Okay. Level one. What compliment do you think I hear the most? Oh, interesting. What compliment do you think I hear the most? I think the compliment you hear the most is probably tied to Code Miko. Like yes. from strangers. Yes, 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 yes. True. Yes. Because, like, that's the first thing. Like, in this world, it's this, like, very paradoxical issue where mm -hmm. we, like, all want to feel known. But the easiest way to know other people is, like, from the one most obvious or visible thing that they've done. Mm -hmm, yeah. Which then, over time, becomes so, okay, cool, I'm glad you know that about me. But that's not just me. Mm -hmm. I suspect, like, everyone knows you initially. Oh, like, Code Miko. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm really bad with compliments, honestly. So um, that one is actually I feel most comforted by because it's not me. It's your alter ego. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. so it actually makes me feel like the least uh, uncomfortable because I get I, I you know I don't know if it's just the way I was brought up or. I don't know if it's our culture, but you you know when people compliment you, you feel a little yeah. awkward or, you know, you feel kind of like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm very bad at taking compliments. So the Comigo compliment is actually like, okay, because it's not Wait, me. I kind of love that. Yeah. Like you said Comico is an extension of yourself. It's mm -hmm. a way you said to express a lot yeah. of what you in normal society might feel a little more averse to doing. Mm -hmm. And in a way, like you figure out a way to begin taking compliments because <laughs> Code Miko is taking the compliments. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're like, yes, you're like, yes, Code Miko is great. <laughs> and deep down, you know, Code Miko mm -hmm. is also you, but there's just enough 
separation. She's her yeah. own avatar. Yeah. She's her own character. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Great. So now, cool. now if I ever want to compliment me, I'll just be like, Code Miko is a great friend. <laughs> well, no, now that I want me. Oh, okay. See, I, 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 wanna, I want to be a, I want to be a good friend to you. Oh, you're a yeah. good friend. I love how you're like, okay, fine. That, that, that one's one, for me. That Code Miko, me. you don't get yeah. that. I kind of love, by the way, I've noticed like yeah. the evolution. So it started off like just like Code Miko. Like yeah. that was the focus. Mm-hmm. And then you start to bring yourself into it. Like mm-hmm. the technician. Yeah. Well, she, I was always part of it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You were always actually, yeah. unlike most VTubers, you've always, from the very first clips, it's not just Komiko, it's also yeah. you. Yeah. And so I kind of like that. It's like you're separate, but yeah. you're the same. Yeah. Honestly, uh, that, that decision came from because people just kept telling me that I was a 40 year old man. And I was, an, and I think I hit a point where I was just annoyed. Um, but not only that, I, I thought about it and I was like, you know, this is actually great content to share because people can now see how it all operates. And I think that is incredibly in- entertaining and also inspiring. So um, I decided to, A, because I, did, I was tired of being called 40-year-old man and B, because it's cool, <laughs> you know, and I want to share what I'm passionate about, like fully, which is the tech part of it. I love that. And Mm -hmm. for people watching, I can confirm Miko is, in fact, not a 40-year-old man. This is not a deep fake. So disappointing. I know. Shocking (laughs) revelations. Mm -hmm. And no, I love that. You're like, it's fun. I get to show people what technology can do. Yeah. 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 I I would say I actually enjoy that part personally more. The technical piece. Yeah. Because Um, it's it's my passion. Yeah. Performing is fun. But it's all the stuff behind it that I like more. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like if you've ever seen the first Iron Man movie, Mm -hmm. right? Tony Stark, the first Avenger, he makes Mm -hmm. the Iron Man suit in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And I feel like I'm aware that all the pieces and elements you used to create Kumiko, like they existed, right? It's like an X-Sense suit, Mm -hmm. right? Like used Maya. But like... Everything in this world exists. The hard thing is like putting it together, mm-hmm. like on stream. Then it was mm-hmm. like, like I, I mean, nobody, none of us, we hadn't seen anything like it before. Oh, thanks. Right? It's it's cool. Thank you. You humble. You're I, you hum- I don't know why, but you're humbling me. Is that compliment going to Miko or Code Miko? I don't know. <laughs> like okay, that's that's for us I to figure know. out later. I feel, I, I, anyway, okay. <laughs> All right, level two. Level two. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> draw from deck, the heart Are, of the cards. I am excited. Let's. Your what is this? Oh, whoa. what has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Oh, what has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Oh, hmm. Hmm. When I was in, oh, like. Let me think. I think when I got my puppy. My first puppy. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I think I was like nine. I got my first puppy. Yeah, that was, I was really happy about that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really nice moment. What was the puppy's name? Dolly. I thought for a moment you are going to be like, dog. No. 
Oh, that would have been a great name. Anod. Or you could have been like Code Dog. Code Dog. That would have been funny. So no. She was planning this from the beginning. I wish. You go to her childhood <laughs> diaries. It's like metaverse. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I didn't. Dolly, she was cute. Uh, what about you? Hmm. I remember being really happy when, I don't know if it's like my earliest, but when I was like, I don't know, six or seven years old, mm -hmm. my mom bought for me the video game Super Smash Brothers for the N64. Oh. Because I had like not played video games up until the point, and then I met some kids who were playing it, and mm -hmm. I just had so much fun. And it was fun because I like video games. It's fun because I got to play with other people, with friends. Yeah. And so I like really wanted to get better so that they would keep playing with me. Oh, but like we we grew up very very poor yeah. and you know I just didn't think you know I get it like it wasn't like oh like I'm not gonna get it but deep down like yeah I'm gonna get it like <laughs> I legitimately was like yeah like whatever it's yeah. fine and then I remember she my mom got it and she had a she had wrapped it up in like paper towels because like we didn't she didn't have like wrapping paper she like got it and just like it's just like a brownie paper towels like all yeah. wrapped up and folded into this little package yeah that's like wow that was like really meaningful i think one because like yeah i wasn't expecting it because we just like didn't buy things like that yeah and two also like i grew up on a relatively strict childhood yeah and so you know it wouldn't be like i would get something unless it was like a reward for like doing really well yeah, so it's nice yeah. To be like, oh here's just like something for you i was like whoa that's really nice yeah i uh yeah so Still play Super Smash yeah. Brothers Melee over twenty years later. So That's, you do, you, you have it here. Yeah, you, you've seen. Yeah. I've got a little, little GameCube downstairs. Yeah. A little, CR, little CRT. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, level level two. It's your turn now. Okay. Level two. Uh, what's been the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Well, this oh. is similar, I think, yeah, to the other one you did. So let's do a different yeah, one. Different. You're like, hey, why is this targeting me? Why are this <laughs> all about compliments? When was the last time you surprised yourself? Oh, I guess you're asking me. Yeah, like <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> last time I surprised you. myself. Me? Mm -hmm. um, I think... Honestly, I think it's doing these podcasts. Yeah? Yeah, because like I always had a creative side yeah. and wanted to like deep down make content, but I was just like, I don't get to do this. Like why why would anyone ever like listen and want to watch with me? And I think in some ways it's a deep reason why I started Carrot. It's mm -hmm. like I just want to find a way to support and work with creators because yeah. I, I love what you do. And, and over time I was like, well, I feel like I had to have such meaningful relationships with people who I think are really cool. And I think it's the very first point you made, like to do something creative. Often there might be something just a little bit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted people to like understand mm -hmm. that journey and that trade off a little bit yeah. more. So then I was like, oh, like, why don't we just talk about this? Yeah. And in the early days, I was like, I'm going to do this and probably nobody's going to watch, but mm -hmm. it's okay because I get to help my friends talk about things that they care deeply about. And then over time, we've been doing this for a few months now, 
I'm like, oh, I actually like this too. Like it's actually, it's actually just fun. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I do like doing this. And I guess that was a little bit of a surprise for me. That's awesome. I mean, I, I feel like you, you've told me a lot about how, you know, just you weren't, you were kind of sh- a shy person in the past. And then um, a lot of times like just being just the pickleball thing that you do every Saturday or like, you know, other events for creators you do for uh, for us. It's like you 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 really push yourself. That's kind of something I really admire about you. You kind of you have your fears, but then you kind of go to those fears head on because you know that when you do that, you grow most as a person thank you yeah yeah that's really that's just why i say you're inspiring man oh yeah i'm always afraid <laughs> just trying to work through it well now what about uh what about for yourself honestly Nico? the last time I, I surprised myself was very recent uh because i became a morning person and i always thought i was a night owl i i'm very surprised yeah. i, I kind of love that because person. like when we met, you were yeah. a night owl. Like, I was such a like night owl. Like, we would have, like, for comics, we have, like, 3 a.m. D-Gen combos yeah. in Discord. Yeah, And you've, like, to switch, that's, like, an entire lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, my night owlness was kind of, like, wrapped up in my depression, honestly, for me. And I think that when I got out of my depression, I kind of realized I can do what I put my mind to. And one of the things I always wanted to be was being a morning person. So um, I tried the 5 a.m. thing where you wake up at 5 a.m., you work out, and you work before anyone gets up. And by the time it hits noon, you've done almost all of your work. And you feel like you're ahead and you can do more, you know? So... I was shocked because I would wake up at 12 p.m., 1 p.m., you know, be late for my streams, even though I'm still kind of late for my streams, to be honest. But that's actually another thing that I, I'm trying to, that's actually the, like the next thing I got to fix, promptness, not being late, <laughs> because I've always had issues with that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's the most recent thing that surprised me about myself. Just continually building reminders that you can change. Yeah. Surprisingly, you are very very malleable. And you can change. You can. But you have to feel good good inside first. Yeah. It has to come from a place of like when everything is terrible. And people are like, oh, just like change how you feel. Change your. That's actually in some ways the hardest and worst time to do those things. Yeah, you got to make yourself feel better in order to have that courage to change. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, this this very podcast was scheduled at three in the morning when. Oh, yeah, true. She had just woken up and I was about <laughs> to go to bed. <laughs> true friends. It's funny because I actually planned to wake up at 5 a.m., but now I'm waking up at 3 a.m. because I can't sleep longer than six hours now. I don't know why. Same. I don't know why. I have to figure that out. <laughs> I feel like you're like, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. And then you're like, I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. And this is going to like slowly <laughs> loop back to like, I'm going to wake up at 11 p.m. I'm going to wake up at 2 p.m. And then you're just going to like just find yourself where you were. And you'd be like, I am waking up so early ahead of time <laughs> that I'm actually just going to bed late again. Yeah, that's funny. 
Oh gosh, no, that can't happen. That you cannot happen. Okay, let's do another level okay. two. I think this time it's my turn. Your yeah. turn. Is there a feeling you miss? Feeling I miss. Is there a feeling I miss? I've I've missed being a child. Me too. Yeah. I miss feeling like no responsibilities, free, uh, just endless creative possibilities. I, I miss the feeling of being like uh, being like young and having all these dreams about what I'm gonna be when I grow up. Mm. Yeah, that 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 feeling was really cool. Nowadays, it's like when I think about the future, it's like oh, I'm gonna be forty. <laughs> I hope I have kids, or like I hope I reach to the place that I'm trying to get to. You know, it's it's not just pure wonderment of you know, what, I'm, what I, what I want to be or, you know, it's the, you know, when you're a child, you just dream crazy about anything and it's okay, right? No consequences, no responsibilities. That kind of freedom feeling is, I miss that. That childlike spirit of wonder and discovery yeah. and promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, when, um... Did you like being a kid? No. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not have a good childhood, but uh, I liked some aspects of it. So it's like, hey, okay, I don't want to be a kid again, but mm -hmm. some parts of that, like the wonder mm -hmm. that I want. Yeah, the, the feeling of... Um, the feeling that you have years and years to grow... You know, the funny thing is, we're still young, Nico. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like if you if you thought about it, if you yeah. really wanted to. That's true. You could take a year off. Yeah. And not worry about anything and uh -huh. still be financially okay. Like assuming you're not doing stupid things like booking yachts and like I yeah, don't know, of course, the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You could, and so could I. But I, you know. <laughs> That's a year of not. Progress. Yeah. No progress. Except, well, one could argue, mm -hmm. maybe if it helps you feel mentally good. That's true. But that's a long time to take. But you know what's funny is, though, I recently discovered that because, remember, we I would talk to you about this a lot, how I felt burned out, yeah. right? Um, I think that just came from a bad mental space. Because uh, once I started feeling good about myself again and just feel like myself again um i realized i love working i love what i oh, do that's great I, it i actually feel um when i when i work and i'm i feel like a huge sense of accomplishment and just like it's just really fun and, and i i actually remembered when i felt and when I was having fun working, I was like, oh, yeah, I used to love doing this stuff. Like, this yeah. was my hobby. This is what I actually did. Bef like, you know, when um, I was bored, I would create my own projects and make whatever I wanted for fun. And like, this is what I've always 
wanted to do and I I feel it again you know the, the, I feel I feel happy working again so um that's so precious to rediscover yeah yeah I I forgot that I actually enjoyed doing this. It's like often you start doing something for fun, but then it like becomes successful. And then it becomes work, right? Because now you have extrinsic motivation, like money, to uh, keep you going. And then when you're extrinsic, I think this is what you told me, when your extrinsic motivation gets bigger, your internal motivation gets smaller. That's exactly right. I was actually yeah. like, whoa, that's exactly what I think about yeah. things. Yeah, I think that's what you told yeah, me. It's yeah, it's true. Studies have shown when external motivation, extrinsic motivation places intrinsic, it's hard to get that intrinsic motivation back. Yeah, and I had completely lost it until I fixed myself a bit up here, made, my feel, made myself feel, feel good about just living and eating well and then when those puzzle pieces kind of came together and I started working and wasn't afraid of working because work was actually wrapped in, up in anxiety um and I didn't I didn't re realize until I was out of it yeah. um it wasn't an anxious thing anymore and I realized this is the same feelings I've had in the past when I really enjoyed my work so I love that that really made me happy, actually. You're like, it feels fun and good again. Yeah, that I felt like myself again. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? All right, let's do level three. Okay. All righty. I will pull one first. We'll do a couple of these. Okay. How would you describe me to a stranger? Uh, how would you describe me to a stranger? I actually described you recently. Yeah, that's um, why. That's why I was like, you, you describe. Wait, wait. You mean just right now, right? No, I mean just recently to an actual stranger. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. Um, I would say that you are. Well, I said he's a a startup genius, a company builder, incredibly impressive. Um, really inspirational. I hope you meet this guy. Aww, <laughs> aww, that's so lovely and sweet. Well, it's true. Aww. It's true. I, I would describe you to a stranger as someone with the desire to create, to express herself, and to help others do the same. Oh, and that's very nice. Willing to do that even when it's hard. That's really sweet of you. Because it's true. Oh, this is the imposter syndrome really hates you. <laughs> now the podcast is just you and I looking away for five minutes. <laughs> it's like no eye contact. It's like I'm gonna ask all my questions like this. Now I'm like, <laughs> hey Miko, like yeah, it was a good point. And you're just like, Why thank you, Eric. <laughs> all the viewers are like, What's what's wrong with them? <laughs> we're just not normal. We're just we're just vibing. Okay. This time it's your turn to choose one. Okay. When this game is over, what will you remember about me? You have been so open and vulnerable. Like, I am so impressed. You literally, really? started by being like, yeah, I was really, really sad and depressed before. And that's what motivated me to make a change because that's often what becomes inspiration for what you do next. I'm like, so willing <laughs> to share it because I know 
like if I had watched you, I mean, cause I went through a similar journey and if yeah. I had watched you growing up. That would have helped me a lot, Aww. but it requires someone to be willing to just go and share. Yeah. You're just like very, very open about it. I'm ve- I'm very open just in yeah. general, a little too open. I think people, I don't have a filter. That's it's a good thing. I think at this age, I, I have an old soul, Eric. I feel like I'm 60 years old sometimes. I, I don't love, know why. I love how you're like, Eric, I'm an old soul. I'm 60 years old. But you're also like, but I want to retain childlike I wonder. I think, it, I think it's like, I don't know why I feel so old sometimes. Maybe it's a constant reminder from my chat that I'm old. But um, Well, that, that just got really personal, <laughs> chat. But so my ADHD is taking over. What was it? What was the question? <laughs> or what was it? What were we talking about right before this? It was what I'm going to remember about oh, you yes. afterwards. And I was saying yes. just how. How I don't have a filter, right? Yeah, you, you can be vulnerable. You can be real in front of people. Um, and again, I think that's kind of the magic of Code Miko because without your spirit and soul, mm-hmm. it'd just be a lifeless AI atomic <laughs> unit the same way you describe what zuckerberg is building you know there's gotta oh, be that it's not that bad sure i mean <laughs> i literally remember there's an avatar that he released in a press conference where he had legs and everyone was like oh my god it's impressive yeah i actually think that what they're building has a lot of potential than that's fair yeah. but i still think people watching you are gonna have so much more of a personal connection oh to the technology. gosh eric True. Okay, what are you what are you All gonna right. remember about me? Um You're very good at this. Thanks. Yeah. You're I'm surprised at how good at you are at this. It's like you're a content creator. I know, I'm trying. You're no, seriously, no, you are a content creator. It's you have this professional like look at all the setup like this is i've been trying to do this just this well you're welcome to use this and give it a shot if you ever want to record and this is so professional this is actually just like it's just you in general it's just your attention to detail and also the love you give to every single little you know detail as i said to the things you create and make them beautiful for you and also for other Aww. people. It's it's really impressive. Thank you. Super impressive. Um, I'm always always impressed by and every time I hang out with you, you. I learn something new, and that's actually one of the Same. biggest reasons why I decided to come to LA the other day. Aww. Because I I feel ins- I'm like Eric always makes me feel good about myself, yeah. and also he inspires me to do better. And I always learn from you. I feel the same with you. So for context, Miko, last time you came, not mm-hmm. only did you join me for pickleball, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. We were touching grass. Yeah, we were. We were outside. Grass. It was good. I see the sun now. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And then you invited me to dinner afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, where we met your agent too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like such a fun interaction. It was great. It's, yeah. It's crazy how well connected, how closely connected everyone is yes. in this yeah, industry. Yeah, this is a small circle. And I remember yeah. like on the way back, when we were driving back to my place. We just had like a good vibe mm-hmm. are you like the dinner and yeah food and everything yeah, <laughs> yeah very true but thank you chat i guess it's not really chat since 
you're not watching like, live. Yeah, it's the viewers. Future chat. Future chat. Future Dang. chat. You did not see the 15, 20 minutes before we set up where I was like, is this microphone working? Is this microphone working? Let me restart my computer. Do you want water? So thank you. I do care a lot about trying to do a good job on everything. It so. shows. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Okay. You're going to draw the question. Um, reflection. What do you think our most important similarity is? Cool. What do you think our most important similarity is? What do I think our most important similarities are? I think we both had like probably trauma in our childhoods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say that. That like probably affected our yeah. sense of self-worth and yeah. am I worth anything? Am I meaning in yeah. the world? Yeah. That in turn, we've spent a lot of creative energy trying to do things to make up for that. Yep. Yeah. And empower ourselves, which is what we get to do now, except it's also really, really stressful because mm-hmm. what we're doing, to at least a certain degree, it's working. And that comes with its own set of responsibilities. And then how do we avoid the burnout and the issues that help prompt us to do <laughs> in the first place? I think <laughs> I think it's finding that balance and then, you know, just yeah. being open and real about it. I think that's something we share in common. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And through that, we get to learn from each other on how to make it all work. I love that. Miko, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Eric.